Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of Distilled Discussions, the foremost podcast destination for everything alcohol, particularly the magical elixir that is bourbon. We will be discussing everything Maker's Mark. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tastings. And with me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleschik. Andy, how you doing this week? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to hear it. It's everything's going great right now. Yes, new week, new day, new show. I can't wait. New I'm so excited. Absolutely. Uh, and Maker's Mark, honestly, you know, I'm extremely excited about this episode, this bourbon, and this week because, well, there are honestly there are a litany of reasons why I love Maker's Mark, from the story to the distillery, the the the, the taste, and to personal Everything sentiment. About it. Right, personal, even personal sentiment I have for the brand, which you know I'll elaborate on a little bit later mm-hmm. in the show. But I, I really do think this is one of um, my, my personal favorite bourbon brands, and I think one of the world's most favorite yeah. personal. Yeah, it, it, it definitely is one of the world's, even if it's not the, one of the most well liked among everyone is at least one of the most iconic brands out there absolutely one of the most well known for sure anybody who sees that square bottle with the red top you know it's makers oh yeah absolutely one of probably the maybe the most recognizable alcohol bottle in the world yeah I, i i'd agree with that but before we dive too deep in andy why don't we pour ourselves a glass of the magical makers mark pour it up here oh yes give me more i like it and of course, people, we were going to be doing an official tasting later on in the show. We're going to be tasting the original Makers and Mark in the square bottle with the wax top that Andy discussed. And we'll be tasting the Makers 46 as well, one of my personal favorites, um, which of course, we'll all get into all of that later. But make sure uh, you, you uh, pour yourself a drink, preferably uh, Makers, so you can go ahead and make your mark with us. And uh, But if not, pour yourself something else, whatever it is, just uh, make sure you're drinking along. But again, we will get to a more formal tasting later on the show so andy let's tell every let's tell these folks listening everything they need to know about maker's mark sure thing so uh as we're kind of saying first of all it's most iconic for that red uh wax dipped top and the uh the label there but this is a brand before we get into that and everything concerning why they do that uh bit of history on them they're actually one of the younger brands in the bourbon industry. They uh, were only founded and started operations in the mid-50s, 1950s. 1954, I believe. Yeah, around that time. In Loretto, Kentucky at the Burks Distillery. Yeah, which if anybody remembers from our, uh, from our, I think that was Buffalo Trace, right, episode that we were talking about? I think so. That, where it was kind of point of contention between buffalo trace and them for who's the oldest built the distillery oldest, building. exactly um as we mentioned in that episode previously buffalo trace burke's distillery location um or the burke's distillery what is now buffalo uh, not buffalo trace uh maker's mark is actually recognized by guinness as the oldest distillery Physical yeah. distillery, at its, least. Mm-hmm. Its origins began back when T. William Bill Samuel Sr. purchased the Burks Distillery there in Loretta, Kentucky for $35,000. cheap. Quite a steal. That, yeah. that appreciated pretty I, well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is in today's money, but um, or if that <laughs> is today's money, but that's cheap. <laughs> right. By any standards. Of course. Uh, it's a location that is now listed as not only has that Guinness Book of World Records title, 
for at least American distilleries, but and bourbon distilleries, but is like a lot of other historic distilleries, a national historic landmark, mm-hmm. and it is the first to be recognized as such while actual current distillation has been going on. So just kind of another neat thing that they have there. A lot of history around this brand, even if they are one of the younger ones there in the mm-hmm. industry. Yeah, it's right there on the Bourbon Trail and the American Whiskey Trail. Yep. It looks like the $35,000 in 1950 would have a current 2020 purchasing power of about $375,000. Yeah. So still quite a steal for how good of a brand they are and how much they, uh, I'm, a, I'm willing to bet, bring in in bourbon sales every year absolutely like you said it was uh it became a national historic landmark back in december of 1980 and a national register of historic places in december of 1974 and uh, it was first to be mm-hmm. recognized while the buildings were in production which I, I, I don't know if you mentioned that part yet uh which, no. which was really cool yeah I I, no i hadn't mentioned that yet you want to dive a little more into just tell them what that what that's kind of about what the what is about it? Yeah, they were the first to be recognized while the buildings were in production. So they were actually oh, recognized as I, historic places. Yeah, I, 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 I touched on that a bit. Um, okay. That's something that it, it, they were the first one that has ever, they're the first distillery in America that ever has had that uh, award, if you will, go to them while they've been actually distilling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, not the, a lot of people that, or not a lot of brands that I know of outside of that outside of them have that honor mm-hmm. maker's mark is a small batch bourbon whiskey uh, which of course typically means approximately a thousand gallons or less 20 barrels yeah uh, from a mash bill of around 200 bushels of grain which is what that means makers I love this aspect it's kind of one of the more iconic distinctive features of it uh, along with George Dickel and Old Forester, last week's episode, is one of the handful of American-made whiskeys that actually uses the Scottish spelling of whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-Y, rather yeah. than the predominant American whiskey with the E before yeah. the Y. Yeah, the American and Irish uh, spelling with the E-Y. Makes them stand out a little more, uh, even more so than uh, the iconic uh, red wax yeah. top that, of course, it makes them, again, I think maybe the most recognizable bottle of alcohol in yeah. the world. And they also have their little brand with the SIV on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the S is for, but their um, the IV is Roman numeral for four. Roman numeral for four. And originally, when they started out, that was I forget who their master distiller was at the time, but he was believed to be the fourth distiller. Later found out by son or grandson, he's actually the eighth, but um, they just stuck with that to kind of keep with their iconic labeling, just make it easy thing for them to have to do instead of relabel everything and yeah. potentially cause a lot of chaos with their uh, loyal customer base Absolutely. and drinkers. Makers was sold to Harem Walker and Sons in 1981, which acquired the distillery giant Allied Dominic in 1987. Uh, when Allied was bought by uh, Bernard Ricard in 2005, Makers was sold to a Deerfield, Illinois-based Fortune Brands. Uh, th- that company split in 2011 uh, with its alcoholic beverage business becoming Beam Incorporated, uh, and yeah. then Beam eventually what is now became Beam Suntory. Exactly, and and that that occurred in back in 2014. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, like you said, it's owned by Beam Suntory. Uh, what is it, Suntory? Suntory. Beam Suntory. Yeah. 
Okay. And of course, um, the production began back in 1954. Like you said, it is one of the younger uh, bourbons. Um, so I think it's pretty impressive that it was able to become so well. What it is yeah, today. Exactly. In such a short period so of time. Uh, the first run was bottled in 1958 under the brand's dipped red wax seal. Yeah. Again, I think the taste and the, this recognizable aspect of the bottle and the brand, I think, has really propelled them forward. What? Yeah. And that's something that. Actually, if I if I remember correctly, I think this is something that they got the um, the trademark or patent or whatever for doing the red wax label. Uh, Any other brand, you know, of course, you can do wax on the tip and everything. But if you're gonna do it, you cannot do it the way that Maker's Mark does it because they hold that, and that's what that's yeah. something that makes them very very distinctive on the market yeah they've actually trademarked the 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 red uh the red wax dipping uh also another like you said a very iconic and, and recognizable aspect of the bottle the squared shape that it has yeah. um there's also their you know their slightly off-center tilted label uh yeah. along with the square bottle and, and the wax really distinguish them on the shelves shelves it really makes it yeah. stand out and uh, a funny anecdote that a lot of people don't know about uh t william samuel's wife uh marjorie margie samuels yeah actually she's the gave one that the did whiskey. all the stuff she she was super i mean th- i mean it, this is something that feminists and i think people who care about you know are really into those type of issues would love to know about maker's mark um th- the wife there was really calling the, a lot of the shots she gave the whiskey its name she drew the label and she thought of the idea for that the iconic red wax, red wax dipping and it's something that they say i think on their website uh or at least that i was able to find in research for it for them that you know she was the one that got people to buy the first bottle because of the packaging basically of it but the product inside and her husband was what made people buy their second bottle and so on it's kind of how they put it mm-hmm. and that's so it's kind of big big thing for her i mean that was something that back in that time at least not a lot of people did it was something that they were not t- typically it was a lot of you know man's work doing it all and everything so this was something that back in those times it was something that was a little bit unique for them again just one more check on the list of unique stuff that Maker's Mark has been doing. Yeah. During the planning phase, uh, Samuels allegedly, he developed several several different types of uh, mash bills for the new bourbon. Uh, he didn't have time to distill and age each one of them for tasting, though. So what he did he, was he actually made loaves of bread for each recipe. And then the blo- the, the loaf of bread that had no rye was actually ended up being judged the, the best tasting, uh, yeah. which actually is one of the other iconic and distinct features of uh, Maker's Mark. It's actually um, it, one it's of the a weeded f- bourbon, right? It's one of the few bourbons, and it's a very unorthodox style that they don't actually use any rye at all. Yeah, it's yeah. Most bourbons, to my knowledge, will use some combination of uh, rye, corn, barley. Mm-hmm. But this, uh, the um, rye being kind of a flavoring grain there. But instead, Maker's Mark, among a few others like Weller's and. Um, happy 
they use wheat instead of rye there. Right, which is that funny. gives it a lot smoother of a taste, right. Than most other bourbons. Yeah, and, they, and he got the idea because, the, like I said, the 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 loaf of bread that he thought tasted the best was one with the no rye. And actually, he had a lot of um, help, and he was very close with Sitzelweller and uh, or Sitzelweller owner, I should say, uh, Pappy Van Winkle. Which is interesting that you know, you know, in in a sense that the brands are kind of similar, where they don't actually, um, you know, they they don't use the uh, they don't use the rye. Yeah, exactly. So tell them a little bit. So give them a little more specifics on the breakdown of the mash bill there. So the mash bill, let me pull it up here. Mash bill again, being a bourbon, it's seventy percent corn, then sixteen percent wheat, and fourteen percent barley. It's a little bit more unorthodox. Uh, a little bit higher barley content in there in the mash bill, and with the fact that they use wheat specifically a red winter wheat that's going to give it a little bit more distinct full flavor that's not as sharp to the taste it's a little bit smoother to drink there and in combination with the fact that pretty much all of their bourbons are aged at least six years and another distinctive feature that they do with the rotating barrels just uh, throughout their warehouses to kind of get at least minimize as much as they can any temperature fluctuations. Yeah. Uh, you we, know, really helps them sit there and create as smooth and consistent of a product as they can. Right. And they're one of the few distillers that do that. And I think that's, again, yeah. they seem like they are such a distinctive, unique, different brand for just a myriad of reasons. This being one of them where they actually one of the very few distillers that rotate the barrels from the upper levels of the facility yeah. down to the lower levels of the facility because yeah, like, heat rises, what? temperatures are different in different parts of the facility, and they want to even that out to make sure, like you said... Um, they kind of want to get it like once or twice a year, I think they right. do that. They want to follow, you know, exactly. They want to make sure they're accounting for those temperature fluctuations, so like you said, they can have a you know as consistent of a product, as great of, as, as exceptional yeah. of a product, and as smooth of a product as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, for anybody that knows... How whiskey, you know, being aged in a barrel, temperatures and weather can really have an effect on that because without being too nerdy and scientific about it, more it heats up, whiskey expands, cools down, it contracts back in out of the wood into the barrel. That's what gives it a lot of the flavor. That's what it gives it a lot of the color and look. So they, that's what partially kind of why they do that. Love it. They, um, yeah, again, just so so great for for so many reasons. Uh, they actually thought about reducing the alcohol content they from 90 for, proof to 84, and I think they actually went through with it for a while. They did, yeah, they did that for a bit, but then there was fans such were an not uproar impressed. about yeah. it from fans. Yeah, they went yeah. back to uh, the 90 proof, the right. 45% back, alcohol. Just a few years ago, yeah. That at, was least, a, at least for their... Um, standard yeah makers yeah right and i and i think that was a big mistake i would have been against it from the beginning uh definitely what are are there like um you know we we talked we're actually going to be taste doing the tasting here in a minute we're going to be tasting the makers uh, mark original we're also going to be taking tasting the makers 46 um which is one which i i'm a big fan of as well um i don't know that i've had that one yet so it'll be interesting for me to try absolutely what uh what are some of the other brands that they or that they they run Uh, so they have those two of course the iconic makers and then the makers 46 those are their two big lines that they do Mm -hmm. but they've been doing a few other different experiments with other ones uh a makers 101 so like 15 and a half percent alcohol by volume going the wild turkey route yeah uh they also 
I I don't remember if they're still doing it, but I know they at least for a limited while there they did a uh, cask strength, and then they're doing private selections for their barrels. Mm-hmm. Where let me go and look. Um, and if I'll go look that up. Yeah, but look then it they up. also have a uh, mint jewel up there where with, with a blue wax. It's either a blue or, or a green. green. I think it was a green wax there for them that they were doing that mint julep, kind of like how uh, Old Forester was doing with their mint julep right. bourbon. Let's see. The blue wax is... I'm not sure, actually. But Well, while John's looking that up, uh, the Maker's Mark, their private selection, uh, that's, that's something that's they're kind of new to doing that. It's something where they... It's basically a wood finishing series that they started doing recently, at least in the last few years. Where you're right, the julep is the green. Okay. Um, where each barrel of the private selection, about ten different staves, um, will. I think in each barrel, or there's like two or three different staves at least per barrel, but ten different custom wood finishing staves that you can select from, um, will go into. The specific barrel that you're wanting barreled and having their bourbon in and basically they'll age it for you so you're kind of purchasing and having a hand in the making and finishing of that bourbon to the way you would want it to taste gotcha and there's like a thousand different possible combinations that would give each unique expression to how you want it the um absolutely the maker's mark 46 is the stave pro it's the stave profile number 46 it's a kentucky street bourbon whiskey barrel finished with 10 french oak staves so um that you know that's how they uh they do that they you know they charred white oak barrel toward the end of its it's it's, it's Ugh, it's aging process. Um, so it's going to be, you know, I'm very excited about both of them. Um, and you know what? I, I, this one holds a special place in my heart. Um, one of my great, one of my good friends, uh, Will Irwin, he actually, uh, one of my good high school friends who he's actually serving overseas. Um, he's on a, uh, actually I'm not going to get into it, but for national security reasons, uh, but he is stationed overseas and he, he's been over there in, in the Asia area for, I'm not going to get any more specific than that, but he's been over there for a couple years. So I haven't actually seen him for a while, uh, but he um, picked me up. We went to go see a movie. I believe it was the change up, which was fucking hilarious. I, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Uh, and I got in the car. It was my 20, it was like a couple days after my 21st birthday. And he handed he me the bottles of, of his makers 46, um, which I thought was very nice. So that of was him. like your first legal or one of your first legal experiences this, with bourbon. <laughs> this absolutely was, I would have to say, I absolutely 100% think, uh, and I don't actually, I shouldn't say 100%. I don't know for certain, but it was a couple weeks after my birthday. And you know, I, I at the time I wasn't a big bourbon drinker. So I definitely think makers 46 was the first bourbon. I ever turn you le- on at it. least legally tasted. It was yeah. the first uh, bourbon I ever had. So just because oh, I, cool. I, I just have that memory and because of, uh, I thought it was very nice of him to do. I, I, you know, this just one, this one holds a special, a special place. In my, in my heart, heart there, this yeah. burb, uh, makers is also uh, like we talked about it with Old Forester last week. It is one of the most popular bourbons. It's yeah. definitely top five, if, if not the most popular bourbon. Uh, in far as far as sales goes, it's definitely one of it's the most recognizable. Um, it's the most distinct, or one of the most distincts, and it's absolutely critically acclaimed. Um, and also, I would highly recommend uh, on top of all the the forty six, the you know the original makers. I would recommend not just going to the distillery because. It is a very. Uh, I, I love the look of it. It's a very iconic, very classic. Um, I, you yeah. know, it, it, it's, it, it it's really a good is, looking distillery, right? It's, it really is what you would think almost it would look like 
you know, 50 years ago. Yeah. Uh, but they have the red shutters and, and it really just, everything is based around that red look. Absolutely. Them. It's got, it's got that sharp, that sharp red accent, uh, the gray wood, um, from what I, I believe is of course a big part of the original building. It's one of the yeah. old, like you said, the, they're, maybe the oldest distilling building yeah, in the country. They're based on, I, I think at least part of their location now is based on the, uh, Star Hill farms. They actually have a restaurant, the Star Hill restaurant, yeah, Star Hill restaurant there that you can also, if you're ever there in town, not during COVID, I, uh, you know, go get a meal there. Right. Yeah. So I definitely would recommend checking out the distillery. It's in Loretto. It's kind of Southeast of, uh, the Louisville area. There's not a lot right by it, which is yeah, kind of, uh, kind of an outlayer there. Yeah. But, uh, it's definitely worth the trip. I highly recommend. I also highly recommend the bourbon house and lounge, uh, that makers has founded. There's one in downtown Louisville. There's one in Kansas city, mm-hmm. Missouri. There's also one outside, just outside of Indianapolis, which is really close yeah. to us. And we should go check that out. Well, I guess Louisville is actually kind of the same distance mm, as, as Indianapolis. Kind of rough, roughly yeah, n- yeah. like 90 minutes or so. Um, but I highly recommend those bourbon house and lounges. Very, uh, very much exactly what you would want in a bourbon lounge. Uh, a perfect whiskey, a bar, if you will. Um, so I think uh, with with all that being said, I think it's time for the tastings, Andy. Yeah, let's do that. All right, we both looks like we starting both have, off with the uh, we both have some original poured for ourselves already. Yeah. Uh, so let's dive. Let's start with the. I'm gonna start with this uh, with the nose. Uh, let's yeah. See what I get from I'm the. I'm gonna be sitting from, here. See what can I? Oh, definitely some hints, hints, hints of vanilla. Absolutely. Yeah, a little bit of hint of vanilla there. That caramel strong too. I kind of get a little bit of like a brown sugar or something like that in it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Very. It's got. It's like a, It's. It's very sweet. Got that brown. Uh, yeah. That brown sugar sweetness. Yeah. You can really smell it, that. Yeah. But it's something. It's like it's a very very mellow smell in all of those that you right. can kind of get off of it. It's not something that's with any of these other ones that we've tried so far, at least. Right. When I that's do huge jumps. Absolutely. When I do my tasting, I like to get it on the tip of my tongue a little bit. I like to get it in the back of my tongue a little bit, and then I like do to that, take it, take another yeah. drink, and then kinda actually kind of get my kind of get my real yeah. taste on it. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do here, folks. And you should pour yourself a glass of Maker's Original and uh, go ahead and taste along with us. Oh yeah, that's stuff. That's a solid bourbon, folks. Mm-hmm. It's um. It's a very it's a very pleasant taste. Um, I kind of get a you know to be honest, I kind of get a little bit of a peanut butter flavor in there too a bit. Okay, I think it's definitely it's definitely less sweet than I expected. Yeah, um, but still very um, yeah, I like that th- nutty flavor in there. I still get that vanilla taste as I did with the smell. Still get the caramel taste as I did with the smell. Uh, yeah, like you said, a little nutty. Not as again, not yeah. sweet, not a sweet taste. You you, you smell that yeah, brown sugar, but super, you don't really get sweet. that taste. But it's still very smooth and and enjoyable. And I I, I love exactly. it. I love it. And I think yeah. honestly, at that mid mid shelf level, um, you know, kind of in the thirty, you know, high twenties, low thirty, thirty five bucks. I yeah. Think. Oh yeah, mid thirties for, for a you know, fifth or uh, 750 milliliters. I, yeah, I, I think mean, that's, that's what a, I can find here in Cincinnati. At right. Least. Like that's a great. I mean, I mean, this is one of the the best options I think you're going to get. In the and, market, uh, definitely. Right. And, and I think the finish is very smooth. Like, I mean, there's almost it's almost there's almost nothing there. The finish is almost non-existent. Which, for me, I I, I like that. I, I I there are some finishes. There are some bourbons I really like the taste. 
And then the finish just really grosses it, me out. Yeah. So I really like a super sharp finish, like a peppery finish, like we talked about with the um, old, old Forester, Forester last week. But, but this, this one, is one where the, it just kind of there. it just dissipates. It's like it's like vapor. You know, I've been smoking my vape during the uh, the show today. I apologize if anyone has heard me. I, I've been trying to mute my mic while I while I hit my vape because unfortunately the the area where we record the studio we have the area we have our studio for our podcast in uh, we rent it so I can't really be smoking cigars in here. Yeah. Which would be our number one option. Uh, yeah. Maybe one day we'll we'll get. That Probably finish. the classic that, pairing for any bourbon, right? So I've been right. So I've been exactly. So I've been vaping, and uh, and I tell you the the finish it it dissipates it, it just like yeah. the vapor. But I've it's been like, smoking it does. dissipates in a good way. Oh yeah, in my it's, opinion. it's very lovely. It's just like it's like it's not by Felicia. It's, it's like by I'll see. It's by my love. I'll see. I'll, you next I'll see week. you again. Come right. back soon. Exactly. Um, very big fan. All right, so we're going to finish up these glasses, and then we are going to pour ourselves a taster of the forty six, and we're gonna t- talk about that one. All right, folks, I hope you enjoyed your Maker's Mark, the regular. Uh, we certainly did. It was pretty great. Good. I really I enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. So now we're going to dive into the Maker's 46. Again, it's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, but it has a, it's barrel finished with 10 French oak staves. Um, a little bit different. Yeah, um, 94 proof, 47% alcohol. Uh, again, this is the one that my friend Will got for me, and... Uh, uh, this one has, you know, this one holds a dear place in my heart. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I'm actually now tearing the iconic wax uh, opening off of this. Yeah. yeah. And this is something as we were kind of discussing earlier. Uh, this is something. The name 46 comes from their. I want to say it was their like barrel processing or whatever, like their barrel stave selection number 46. Yeah. Whatever that is. It's stave pro- profile number 46. So it's that's where. It, name comes from not their uh not their actual percentage alcohol as some other brands might do it is close though 47 <laughs> percent. close about on the nose of it about no that is not what it stands for <laughs> all right if you can get me too when you got a second there oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pour you up one got a fresh clean glass to try it out here now we gotta try and differentiate the uh different bourbons we're trying here of course we do here you go, sir. That's yours. All right. Let me put this top back on. While you're doing that, I'm going to get uh, straight into the smell of it. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a bit stronger in the nose than a bit hot, a bit stronger alcohol nose to me. Yeah, it is. On it. it reminds me a lot of Even the regular. Even with just like 2% difference in alcohol by volume is a bit stronger. Right. It it, remi- it seems very similar to me in the smell. Yeah. So kind of, you're like, oh, yeah, that's I, I that's in it. the maker's family. But I, I think it is a little. little... more prominent wood note, like that oak note yeah. there, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I get that. And it's it's definitely a little thicker. Like, you can you can almost smell that it's a higher proof. I, Even I, I just feel like. like higher it's yeah you can smell that but i'm still getting a lot i'm getting a lot of the oak even more so like you I, like you said than the, than the previous one also decent amounts of still getting a decent amount of vanilla and caramel yeah the vanilla's there i'm not getting as much of the caramel but i can still very much get that vanilla there it's more yeah you're right it's more oak in the vanilla the caramel yeah. is very faint it's not a, the caramel smell yeah. is not as strong as the regular all right let's try let's do the uh whoops, sorry about cheers. that folks. let's do that before we do yep. any tasting cheers, cheers. Again, I really like to get it on the tip of my tongue, back of my tongue, and then take a second taste for the actual tasting. Oh, wow. That's good. 
I kind of get a little bit of like a like a dark chocolate or like Baker's chocolate in there taste to it. Like if they did like a like a dark chocolate with vanilla in there to me. I'm getting a lot of maybe that's just the barrel, I don't know. I think this one is a lot more I think the taste on this one is a lot more similar to the smell than with the yeah. regular one. It, yeah, I'd agree with that. I I I'm very much getting the oak and the caramel again with the uh with the taste there. Uh, like I did with the smell and really I can kind of get a little bit of that. Sorry to interrupt you. No, there. you're I good. Can get a, get a little bit of that brown sugar that we were getting off just the regular makers too. Nice, nice. Not yeah. as prominent, but still kind of there. I think it's a really, it's it's a, the it's a strong. The other one, the regular, it, it, we talked about how the finish really just faded away, dissipated. This Not lingers. with this one. This yeah, is a long lasting, really lingering t- uh, finish. Uh, I I think it's a lot of. It's kind of leathery, spicy. It's good. I like yeah. it. Again, I'm very someone good. who I'm very particular about my finishes. Um, I, I, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think it's something. Uh, I think those French oak staves there definitely helped it a lot. Yeah, uh, but, definitely but, gave it a little bit more balance, robustness. This is one that definitely uh, it really gets to my heart because of the um, again that 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 story I told you about where my friend gave me the bottle to me for my birthday. Very. Um, it's one that's been close to my heart for, yeah. for a long time. And I do, honestly, the Maker's 46 bottle, I personally think, is one of the most gorgeous alcohol bottles oh, yeah, that in, in the world. I think the design is brilliant. I love the the red uh, wax, wax SIV uh, yeah. seal on the front. And then, of course, you got the classic wax. And then the, the shape. Uh, it's it very just, rounded it, shape. Right, it's, it's not like the regular it, Maker's bottle. It's kind of like the Michter's bottle. It reminds me a lot of that. I re- uh, the, especially some of the uh, the more well, the older ones, like the twenty five yeah. year. Um, I'd say it's a really, lot more really, classic bourbon bottle shape. Really, really great. Uh, I, I really love the sh- the shape. And of course, you know, you guys can't see it. Uh, you should Google picture. I think it really is just gorgeous, and and it's it's a great taste, especially for how strong it is at ninety four proof. And again, it just holds a, holds a dear place in my heart. I don't know if I, well, I'm sure Will doesn't even listen to the show. I'll, I'll have to send it to him um but yeah i think at when you're talking about that like mid 30s level of price uh, you know bourbon well you, you really can't go wrong with maker's mark and um you know that whether and i think that's whether you go with the 46 or, or if you go with the regular. regular i think yeah. i think they're both i think they're both brilliant bourbons you know now that you smell this a bit more i'm kind of getting like a little bit of like a cherry smell a bit to it too oh, yeah Oh yeah, like a little like, 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 like a cherry or like a dark cherry, fruit it, smell to it. It's like a I don't cherry know vanilla. It it's like a yeah. Oh man, like if you took cherry, like if you took the cherry vanilla flavoring, like if you had a cherry vanilla Coke and just took the Coke flavorings out of it and put in booze. Yeah, put in the booze flavor. Yeah, that's oh, good. Absolutely. Highly recommend Maker's Mark. I think it really is. It is so distinctive. It's so original. It's so um, unique. And I think that, and it's so and so recognizable. And those are the things that really stand out to, with this this product. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, it tastes great. It is an incredible taste on top of that. Yeah. Um. So I really do think this is one of the best out there at this level. Really can't go wrong. Highly recommend. Yeah. Um. They've done a good job for themselves, and you know. 60 70 years they've been operating absolutely Andy, do you have any final thoughts on maker's mark um nothing that we haven't already talked about i mean i think Everyone it's definitely else. a very very good brand i would say for the money it's well worth a tryout if Every, you have not had it yet. everyone needs to go out go out there make their mark uh both uh with makers and in in the real world figuratively and literally exactly 
All right, folks, that's all from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts so you can subscribe, leave a review for Distilled Discussions. We really do, you know, it really does help us out. Uh, We also appreciate it because the positive feedback makes us feel good. Negative feedback lets us know what we need to work on. And it helps us in the the rankings. We want to keep doing this. Hey, guys, we want to do this professionally. We want to do this for a living. We want to So help us. And and honestly, we'll send send a bottle of Makers 46 to every single subscriber (laughs) if we end up being able to make money money off this podcast. Maybe it's future date. Might be too expensive right now. Right. So we really do appreciate your support. So go to those podcast platforms. Follow us. You can also find us on Act. Axiom News Network uh, Facebook page and, and the website. Um, so go check us out. And again, we really do appreciate your support. And uh, have a great week. Pour yourself another whiskey. And don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week. <laughs>